this actually has broad application though i mean this 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 has application um we're we're specifically talking about pastoral ministry but but the application for this would even be helpful for you in your secular job right that's true that's a very uh, valid point the other day i had some i just had my youtube music uh play like just i had searched i think like worship music or something and i was listening to on the way to work and then it got to this point where like this just music started playing and then like five minutes to the ride it was still going and i'm like hold on this is what is this and then i i pulled it up at a stoplight and i'm like it said something about like praise sounds or it was like it's something like they would play at Bethel. Like it was like piano synth in the back the whole time. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> and then I had a really fun time where for the next five minutes, I was like, all right, everybody. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had yes. my own little mock-up moment in the yeah, where I was like, the piano synth really brings the Holy Spirit. I can tell you. Like without it. Yeah. Is he even there? Yeah. They they actually they actually made an album called Synesthesia. Did you know that? I Bethel did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. But that's but if, that's the whole album. It's just instrumental. If I was gonna have an album name, I wouldn't name it Synesthesia or something. It just, that sounds weird, <laughs> just in and of itself. I would call it like Sounds of the Spirit or something. I don't know. Uh, yes. Or, uh, the blue genie. Only some people will get that reference from Jim. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so guys, so new format, new format, uh, for the, for the Babbling Pastor podcast. Uh, we're going to go through one topic a month. You guys are either seeing this, a little clip of this, or you're going to see like the whole thing eventually, but we're going to talk about stuff specifically directed um, sometimes at pastors and sometimes directed toward the congregation. But today is specifically for pastors. So this is very, not only is this a niche, it is a niche of a niche here that we're going to talk about. But one of the the thing uh, that you, well, you gave me a list, but I think this is a really good sort of topic this, to talk about. This actually has broad application though. I mean, this, this, this has application. Um, we're, we're specifically talking about pastoral ministry, but, but the application for this would even be helpful for you in your secular job. Right. I mean, that's uh, a very valid point. So, yeah. So it's, it's intentionally prioritizing things that you're not gifted at, but you still need to do. This is going to be specifically the ministry stuff though. And I can only like, so like, I'm not obviously in full-time ministry. You are. But even thinking about that, when I'm thinking about like preparing for a sermon or stuff, it's very easy for me just in that specific thing that I do to lean on what I'm super familiar with, what I'm really good at, and not go Mm -hmm. off a course on that. Um, And I can only imagine, especially with, you know, as just a pastor with all the aspects there, it would be really easy to be like, well, I'm good at preaching. Uh, and I'm good at, you know, um, you know, maybe greeting people, but this whole visiting the sick thing, I'm not real comfortable with, or this like leading a smaller group. So like, so like, let's like, I'd be interested just to pick your brain on this. Obviously you've been in the pastor for, what is it now? Two, three, since, since, uh, the, the, I, I, uh, became full time at the, the most wonderful point in all of uh, American history, uh, April of 2020. 
Nice. What what better time? Yeah. So right. Yeah. So like, hey, by the way, you're a pastor. You can't meet any of your people. Yeah, I I still I still give the uh, the pastor that retired then I, I still give him grief sometimes because he he threw me into the the deep end absolutely for sure. So, but then you know like you know God did that, so it is what it is. <laughs> I can't get can't get super mad, right? Yeah, it worked well, out. Yeah, it's a, hey hey. By the way, Rob, I'm gonna retire, and I know like what literally just happened is gonna make this more difficult, but I'm out. So <laughs> see you later. So as that right, so that's that's two years essentially, um, of what you know. Well, yeah, it has been two years. So within that two years, right? There's things that talk about maybe really quick what you were like. You were like, oh, I got this for sure. <laughs> like I don't gotta worry about this, this or this. And then mm-hmm. maybe the part where you were like, oh, but crap. I got to do this other stuff too. <laughs> I'm not super comfortable with it. Yeah. So I think probably the big one uh, for me is I am. Um, this actually might surprise you even because when, when we hung out a lot uh, back in the day, like for those of you who don't know, we live uh, in separate places in the nation. Like we're not having dinner tonight. Uh, and so um when when we hung out like back in the day um this was not true of me but i i have become uh very introverted yeah that's as... not, that's not the rob of the childhood no <laughs> right yeah exactly um i i've become really introverted and to to the point that like i could i could actually just sit here uh in this see this chair behind me that's my little reading corner, right? So I could just sit there and uh, and and live there until I go home real, every real day. Real quick, I do I do need to tell this story because I tell people this story a lot. This is the Rob that literally would go around with a notebook and like do an autograph and rip it off and hand it to total strangers and say, "This is going to be worth something someday." <laughs> oh man, what I, and and what a disappointment for them that has been. I'll still hold on to the paper and be like, no, bro told me that he was, this is going to be a famous basketball player and this is going to be worse. <laughs> I'm going to step out in faith here and just keep this and pin it on my wall. Yeah, my vision yeah. board, my vision board. Yeah. Anyway, that was. Yeah. Back so I, I appreciate you bringing that up because now, now every time I'm feeling bad about myself, I can go, you know what? I used to be a lot, a lot dumber. So, um, but I, so I, for, for me though, that, that, um, complicates things obviously. Right. Um, like when, whenever I'm preaching, I, I feel that, um, and others around me, uh, see, see that, that, that is really a gift. Um, so that comes pretty naturally. Um, and this kind of thing, you know, t- technology, um, uh, this kind of thing is, is easy, comes easy for me, but, uh, Sunday, uh, other than preaching, I, I kind of force myself to do the other stuff. And, and it's, it's not out of just obligation because that's the job description. It is out of a sincere love for the people here. Right. So, and, and that's important, um, uh, because you're, um, just because you, you struggle with something, 
uh, doesn't mean that it, like, like in that, in that situation, it doesn't mean that I, that I don't want to, um, spend, uh, 45 minutes after church interacting and having conversation with people because I don't actually like them. Right. It's just not comfortable for me. Like I'm, and there, there are times I'm sure when a new person shows up and I have an awkward moment where I just, I don't really know what else to ask to keep the conversation going, you know, like, um, and like, I know that that happens. Right. And, um, but so for me, that's one thing. And, and I think, um, you joked about visiting the sick. Uh, that's something that I've grown in, um, some, but I'm, that's also not not natural visiting being with people um it's is is not not particularly if it's someone that i don't know super well right um like there are some people in our small groups now that have been a part of our small groups long enough that uh for me it's like easy peasy it's just like having um someone in my family around Right. So it's not, it doesn't take it out of me like some other things do, but, um, but I'm, if I'm just being really honest, like, like it, it takes, um, it Sunday wears me out and, and part of it isn't just preaching. Um, and so that's, that's probably the biggest thing that I could think of personally that I have to intend, because that's, I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> that's what the, like, that's what they, uh, that's what the people long for. It's, it's actually biblically part of the job description. It's what I should be doing is being with the people. And, um, and, and I can, I can point to lots of, uh, conversations that have been good and helpful for me and for others. Um, because I'm, I'm kind of training myself or forcing myself into those situations. Um, I just had one of those conversations the other day. We, we just, uh, baptized two people Sunday and they came to our small group that evening. And, uh, the, the young lady that's a married couple, the young lady comes up to me at the end of that, um, and asks something that she'd been wondering about. She has siblings who, um, ask her questions about the LGBTQ thing. And she doesn't really, she doesn't, she knows what she believes and she believes the right things, but she doesn't really know how to answer them and how to talk mm -hmm. to them. So that, that, um, uh, isn't a super comfortable moment for me. Right. But, um, but it's necessary and it was helpful for her. Uh, and, and so that's just one example, but there, there are lots of them. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> like that. And I think a lot of, so just talking about like, so just by nature of not only the area I live in, but the things I do as far as online, I know a lot of different pastors. And what's really interesting is that everybody, where you're good at one area, uh, there's usually a, uh, not a deficiency, but like a, a, you really got to work through the other areas, right? So there's some pastors that I know that are like, they're like, what they would prefer to do is just have everybody over all the time. They're super hospitable. They love that aspect yeah. of it. The, the preaching part. God, they don't really like them, <laughs> like because they don't feel like it's relational. They feel like it's like, uh, like one pastor was like, I'd rather just have small group all the time because that there's a lot of feedback. There's a lot of back and forth because I don't have to guess what people are thinking. And so like, it's just very interesting in that. And you did bring up 
and I don't have the screen set up, so I can't do this. But if you guys <clears throat> want to, First Timothy chapter three, we do have qualifications for overseers. So I think yeah. we should probably read this really quick. And it says this, um, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, a husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not a violent, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with dignity, with all dignity, and keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage the household of his own household, how will he care for the uh, for the God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace or into the snare of the devil. And what's really interesting in that is you have um, so many different things. So there's guys that I know that are like naturally, um, I don't know if naturally quarrelsome would necessarily be the right term, but like, they're not like, Mm. they're very like, in your face sort of like, like if you say something, they're not intentionally trying to be like, they don't want to fight with you, but they just want to push back a lot. And so there's some guys that I know that have to like really be like, like, I've got to chill for a second. Like, and so I think as a pastor, uh, and like you said, I think we can probably bring application in this a little later as we're talking for everybody. But as a pastor, it's one of those things where I think being, and, and this is where I would say, I'm not saying that like people that are younger out of college, for example, like right out of university, maybe right out of seminary. Um, like it's, I think it's that point in time where it's so important to have um, mentors in the faith, people older than you, people that have been through it a little bit longer, sort of a Titus two sort of concept that are able to speak and be like, Hey, like, Hey, these are the areas that you're really good at. And these are the areas that maybe you need to like push yourself out a little bit because most of the time we're not like real apt to push ourselves in the areas that we don't think we're strong at because one, we're probably insecure in them anyway, because we know we're not good at them. Uh, and two, uh, we'd much rather focus on the things we're really good at. And so the, the gentleman that I talked to about, about the one that would rather have small groups than preach, like he really has to push himself to say, okay, I need to sit down. I need to do this outline. I need to make sure. But one of the things that I really admire in that situation is that he takes what he's good at, like the small group sort of situation and tries to meld that into the sermon. So that's the discussion we had. It was a matter of like, hey, you're really good at saying, okay, well, what are they probably thinking about? Or what are the questions now that you've done this forever that you know they're probably going to ask? And then you can sort of put that and make that part of your sermon. And so it has that feel, but obviously it's not quite that. Obviously, they're not going to, unless you're in a Quaker congregation, they're not giving you feedback (laughs) during your sermon. Um, And so Mm -hmm. it's that, what am I good at? What am I bad at? And how can I sort of mesh those together a little bit? 